<clears throat> this is tough. Everybody's going North Carolina. <laughs> um, mm, 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 mm. <sighs> toughy. Don't be toughy. Don't be a I'm, follower, Logan. Go for the pressure, man. Make your own path. <laughs> make yeah. my own path. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We are here on this absolutely gorgeous Tuesday night. We are back after a week break. We are going to give our 2020 season record predictions. It's finally here. Kickoff is a little over a week from now. Uh, we give our record predictions at the end of this episode, so stay tuned. We're going to go over the quick hitters from this this week. We've got James Blackman, been named the starter earlier today. Um, also, we get some times for Florida State versus Georgia Tech and also Florida State versus Notre Dame. Um, and a few nuggets here and there. We're going to give our thoughts and takes from Derwin James. So there's a lot to run down here. But like I said, the record predictions at the, is at the end of this episode with Nate Greer, our recruiting insider. Also, Austin Beasy, our lead basketball writer. And then also Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor. And, you know, I give mine too. So that is at the end of the episode. So make sure you guys stay tuned to that. Let me go and introduce my man with me. We're just duo. We're doing this uh, part of the podcast tonight. Just me and Dustin Lewis. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? This should run smooth. It's just us. It's not all cluttered. Cluttered by who? Those other guys. <laughs> yeah. So the record prediction ended up being an hour, and Nate has got some. He's got to take care of his family. Austin has some kind of McDonald's shift he has to take care of. He's covering for one of his guys back in the um, kitchen. So he had to get off early. So it's just me and Dustin. But we spent a full hour giving our record predictions and breakdowns from every single game. So um, that's at the end of the podcast. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. I will give you guys a big reminder. We have a huge huge mega cast on tuesday night september 8th it's going to run from 8 p.m to 10 p.m make sure you mark it on your calendars make sure you give time for that we are going to have on some big time names for this former Knowles. uh right now we have jeff cameron from the espn radio here in tallahassee tim lenefelt seminoles.com's uh former uh, senior writer there. Really excited to get his thoughts on the 2020 season. Uh, we also have some former Knowles, even a Heisman winner, 
hopefully joining us too. We've got some fan favorites like Tarif Knockout. Peach also joined us. He's been on the podcast before. Um, James Coleman from Fifth Quarter. Um, Benji Brown. Uh, this thing is absolutely loaded. Freddie Stevenson, uh, TJ Pittinger, um, Richie Barnes, who's also with us at Noel Game Day and also with Double Fries, No Slot. So there, there, this is going to be an absolutely um, huge podcast. Aria Masudi. Um, there's just so many names. I could ramble on it for minutes, but Tuesday, September 8th, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Megacast. Make sure you're there. Brendan Sinone also from 247 Sports. So I, I could keep on naming names, but it's going to be a loaded show. It's going to have different time slots for different guys. So make sure you guys are the, be there. It's going to be on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. So really excited for this to happen. Dustin, you're going to be on it too, my man. I am? Yeah, we're going to let you come in and say a few things, right? That's surprising. I wouldn't yeah. do that if I was you. I you lose money. <laughs> well, we're, we're not. I don't think we're really gaining money through it, but we're, we do want to have a reach, so you, you might ruin the, the amount of viewers that we keep alive <laughs> on there. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, everything's going to be live. So, 8 to 10, September 8th. Put it in your calendars right now. Tell your family. Bring your friends. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be our first mega cast that we've ever done. So really hope to have all yeah. support there. This is the first time we we're even talking about it. So you podcast people get to hear about it first. Announcement comes on Wednesday. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Really excited. Social media, former players, band personalities. I mean, just kind of reaching all over the place to get some perspectives on Florida State as, as we enter the 2020 season. Yeah, absolutely loaded. I'm really excited about it. So um, we'll see you guys on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Oh, I was about to say more names, but I, I we would talk about it for minutes. There's so many names. So. Don't ruin all the names. I know, right? I know. Uh, let's jump into it. So start off the day, James Blackman has been named the starting quarterback. Obviously, he has pretty much been the starting quarterback. Uh, well, for about a majority, I feel like he's been at Florida State now for a long while, and it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm not saying that's not a hit on him, let's be honest, but uh, he's going to be the starting quarterback for Florida State. This is no shocker here. I think we'll discuss it, but, uh, you know, I mean, this is just no shocker. It shouldn't be anything crazy for anyone. Yeah, I agree. And I think earlier in the offseason, we kind of talked about FSU's quarterback situation as a move towards spring and the summer. And as we got closer to the fall and every time we talked about the quarterbacks, we're, we, we all pretty much thought me, you and Austin that Blackman had the best chance to be named the starter just because of the amount of experience and leadership that he brings to the position. I mean, Chubba Purdy is a talented guy. Tate Rodemaker is a talented guy. Jordan Travis still learning that quarterback position, but he's got some upside as well. But James Blackman has the talent, and he also has the experience at this point in his career. And I think the the battle would have been a lot closer if Purdy didn't get injured in that scrimmage. But once he got that injury and he's going to be out for a little bit, that kind of pretty much cemented it for this point. But once Purdy's back healthy and even Rodemaker, I mean, this competition isn't going to end for a while because Mike Norvell is going to want to get one of his guys in here. Yeah. Yeah, no. I agree that, and what I think after you know you learn James Blackman's a starter, and there's been, I will go and say uh, Trey Rowland. I can go and say Trey Rowland just now. I can confirm that he will be indeed on the Mega Cast on Tuesday night. So I know a lot of fans are kind of 
wanted him to come on. So, boom, Trey Roland will be on the mega cast. But going back to James Blackman, um, this was no shock to me. We kind of predicted this early on, Dustin, me and you and the rest of the, the Here to Spear guys. And um, this was no shock. But what I look now into is the quarterback depth. So nothing's completely confirmed, at least from FSU side of things. But we haven't really heard or seen much from Jordan Travis. There's been some speculation rumors that he may be uh, he's maybe healing from an injury. Um so if that's the case, then you're looking at right now, knowing from the confirmed stuff from uh, Chubba Purdy, you're looking at a true freshman, Tate Roadmaker, as being your uh, number two behind James Blackman, Dustin. Yeah, and I would say that that's a little concerning. But if you look at if you look at what James Blackman has done during his time as a starter, uh, 2017, and then last year. He's never really missed time due to injuries or, or things like that. So I don't, I'm not really questioning his durability that much. But if he was to go down with some sort of injury, yeah, I mean, you do. You have a little bit of a tough situation at quarterback right now with Purdy out. So that is a little concerning. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. And it's not being talked about enough. Um so I'm, I'm just going to go and put it on me that it's all because of me that I started this conversation. It's not, it's a net, it's not a great one. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's probably my number one concern heading into this season. I will knock on 20 pieces of wood and hope James Blackman stays healthy. So this is not even anything to worry about. I hope Jordan Travis, I don't think it's a severe injury for Jordan Travis from what we've kind of heard from the inside, but it's something that is kind of taken a toll uh, for him to miss some time. Uh, but right now, it's James Blackman and Tate Rodemaker. Um, and we'll, we'll see what on the recovery side of things for Robert Purdy and uh, Jordan Travis. But I, I, the good I, thing, yeah. I, I would say, um, like, think about Florida State in, <clears throat> in 2017, whenever Francois went down and they, just, they had to toss Blackman out there. I mean, a guy that clearly needed a, a redshirt year to bulk up and, and learn the offense and things like that. If if Blackman was to go down this year like Francois did in 2017, I'd be more comfortable with Rodemaker starting out than Blackman, if if that makes any sense, if it was to happen. But I do trust Blackman's durability. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that kind of take there is pretty interesting to me if I heard that correctly. So I understand the rundown you just gave me. So if... You feel more comfortable if Fred Maker was jumping out there, let's just say in the Alabama game. I mean, it wasn't even a game then, but just for that season, you'd rather have Roadmaker over Blackman, right? That's what was your take. Yeah, I think he would have been more ready to take over like a starting job in college. I got you. Well, that's an interesting take. I it's hard to like argue on all that kind of stuff about that, but but at the same time, I yeah. I don't necessarily think- want him to see meaningful playing time this year. I mean, it's just it's just like Blackman. Spare him from that decision. Spare him from that choice if you have to, or if you can. But you know, if there's an injury and there's nothing else you can do, you you got to throw him into the fire and see how they react. <laughs> yeah. For James Blackman heading into the season, I want to see. Obviously, we saw a few clips, and it seems like um, his mechanics have been worked on. Obviously, these are just few clips that we see. We're not looking at game time scrimmage stuff and whatnot, just a few of that we've seen. But it seems like his release has gotten a little bit better. Um, footwork has been something that's been worked on, too. Definitely. And, you know, the, the one thing about Blackman, he does have 
the connection with these guys, the most experienced, like guys like Keyshawn Hill and obviously Tamarion Terry. Um, but he is going to have to build a little bit more of some chemistry between guys like like Warren Thompson. I'm sure it's gone through a whole lot during practices, but during game time, there hasn't been a lot between, let's say, Jordan Young, who I think is going to be a, a breakout star for this FSU for FSU. This and guys like like I said, Warren Thompson, um, Brian Robinson, uh, Ontario Wilson, Pokey. You know, there's some stuff that he's going to have to build on game game uh wise chemistry wise that it's just gonna have to uh maybe take some time but he does have obviously the most experience um than anybody else so weird it's a weird season going into this out of all because you didn't have that you didn't have a spring to really work off of Mm -hmm. Um, and it's gonna i'm sure it's gonna take effect on not only florida state but a ton of teams across the country definitely but i mean you have to think a team like florida state with a completely new coaching staff new playbooks, everything like that, it, it probably hits them a little bit harder than the programs that have had, you know, entrenched staffs there for years, like the Clemsons, the Alabamas, things like that. But luckily, Florida State has such a detail-oriented staff that I think this situation isn't, as, isn't affecting them as much as some other schools. Next here on the dock, Florida State defensive and your veteran guy, I look at hope figure out how to read big. that. <laughs> uh, Joshua Kando breaks the effing rock. That's what uh, Dustin wrote down in here for us. Um, Dustin, what's your take? So, if you're not understanding completely about what we're talking about, uh, Mike Norvell and staff and company, they decided that um, they're going to use a sledgehammer. What, what would you call that? Sledgehammer? What is that? Maybe a pickaxe, even like a like a like a Minecraft pickaxe or something um, to absolutely obliterate a rock that had the team's signatures on it to kind of solidify that camp is over. Now it's preparation for the preparation for Georgia Tech, Um, but it was shown in the video that Joshua Kando was the guy to do that as being the solidified big leader for this team, which I think is great. Um, but for the video itself, he literally um, breaks the rock and, and obliterates it. Um, would you have picked to have a spear do that? Like, can you can you break a rock with a spear, Dustin, or is that too hard? It'd have to be a special spear. But yeah, I mean, like, we've got money to spend, so why not? Do, do you know what their budget is? You know. There's something I mean, maybe us, maybe not this year. Yeah, maybe next year we get the spear. Whenever the fans <laughs> I was can come about back. to say, I think a pandemic's going on. I think Florida State like laid off 30 plus staff members. But hey, f it, let's make a spear. Be good use of their salaries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the serious note, I think this is great news for Florida State. Obviously, man, I feel like we've been preaching on it for a while now. I mean, obviously, injuries has injuries have hindered his career, but uh, Joshua Kendo, you're hoping to see consistency out of him at least at the minimum, but also become that big leader on the defense and create havoc because coming from IMG, a blue chip recruit, you were hoping that he would come in and, and really start um, uh, blowing up in Tallahassee right off the bat, but it, it's taken some time, but it's good to see though that Joshua Kendo has taken the kind of a leadership role. He's impressed a lot. It seems like Mike Norvell 
really, really likes this guy. Um, and it's positive news if, if him and, and, and Janaris Robinson can cause havoc and, and create consistency on that defensive end side of things. Mm-hmm. The, that defense just gets even sharper and nastier. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was I thought it was important to to notice that that Mike Norvell called out Kando personally to come up and break the rock. I mean, you know, it might not be the biggest moment to fans, but those those players going through camp together and end it and to be the guy called out to kind of signal the end of camp. I mean, that that's a big distinction. Shows that he's clearly been a leader and one of the best players throughout camp so far. And I even saw that Marvin Wilson quoted the tweet and said, I would, I would vote for Kando as captain, or I would vote for Josh as captain, which I thought was crazy to me because, you know, Marvin's usually the guy we consider as the leader of that defense, but we've been saying it for a couple years and, and you mentioned it, Logan, but I think this is really the time that Kando's finally going to break out. You know, he's got to stay healthy. Obviously he's had some injuries throughout his time, but if he does stay healthy, he's he's in line for a monster year. And what's crazy is last year his injury occurred so early, he still has two years of eligibility left. And I, I say that all the time, but he could have a monster year this year, come back next year. Heck, he could even come back the year after that now with the role the NCAA <laughs> put out this year. So I don't know. His his time in Tallahassee, to me, it really feels like this is kind of kind of the beginning as long as he can get over that injury hump. Yeah, it's kind of like a reset on his career. and. Um, obviously with Norbell talking so highly on him, I mean, I, I don't want to get too hyped about it and we'll talk about when we get to the record predictions, all that kind of stuff and how this defense is going to handle some of these teams. But I, I really do think, you know, th- this defense definitely hearing high hopes on the Kendo part of things because the defensive end group has been a concern, not really a little bit of depth, but also the consistency between your two veterans, between J-Rob and Kendo. If Kendo can be that, get to that mark of like a Brian Burns, you know, that kind of consistency and wreaking havoc on the offense and disrupting, you know, that that plays a huge vital part for uh, a defense as a whole with slowing down mm-hmm. things. So um, I think that's great. And, you know, I'm just glad he, he, he broke that friggin' rock, man. <laughs> I thought it was good form. He killed it. That thing and, exploded. And not, I mean, also too, I think it's good to note too. This team is buying in, you know. And I understand breaking rock. Everybody has their own different things and all that kind of jazz. But it seemed like this team was really hyped and and really, I don't know, dialed in for that the video that we saw. And I don't know. It's just a little thing sometimes that you can take away from things like that, that you know that this team is ready to rock and has that family vibe and is ready to play for one another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they didn't take that. Like, some people can say that moment is kind of silly, but they took that shit serious. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of smiling and, and laughing and whatnot. Yeah, it meant, it meant a lot for them. Yeah, and it probably meant that they went through a hard-as-hell camp because they're not used to that because what they went through with Willie Taggart. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on from that before we get into Willie Taggart talk. We have moved on. That is over. Uh, here's an interesting one. We didn't have a podcast last week, so we didn't get to touch on this, but Isaiah Bolden has moved from cornerback, also kind of played different variety of DB roles. Uh during his career at Florida State, he has moved from uh, DB to wide receiver. Uh, what's your take on this, Dustin? Because you, you're you're building some uh, more depth for the wide receiver unit. 
And wait, could this be prep that maybe, well, we'll get into it, but what's your first thoughts on this? I think, I think really this is just a testament to how stacked Florida State is at cornerback as you enter this year. I mean, you've got guys like Asante Samuel, Akeem Dent, Miko Dotson, true freshman, Demore Tate, Jarvis Brownlee, who's been a guy breaking out in camp, and, and even veteran Carlos Becker, who could be in the mix somewhere. Jerry I mean, Jones, just, did you say yeah, him too? Even, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just so many There's so <laughs> many guys. I always forget. I don't blame you. I always forget about how there's many so, there are. There's so many guys. So really, to me, it's just a testament of, of all the talent and the competition going on there. And maybe maybe the staff saw that Bolden necessarily wasn't going to be able to play over some of the other guys that are currently competing for time. And they they asked him to take a shot at, at a different position. And I saw in an interview, he he said he he relished at the opportunity to do whatever he could to help Florida State. And he's just trying to to do the best that he can for the program, which I think is really an admirable mentality to take, to take about this whole situation. You know, some guys some guys could be really upset if the coach is like, you know, you've played this your whole life, but we want you to go play try and play this now. Some guys would would not be happy about that. But instead, he embraced it, and I definitely think he, he has a chance to earn some burn at wide receiver. I mean, we'll just have to we'll have to see how much time he gets to learn that spot as we move through the rest of this fall camp. But I mean, six foot two, two hundred pounds, very athletic, a lot of speed. Guy that returned yeah. kicks for Florida State last season. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, no, I think he's going to get a lot of burn and special teams, and, and maybe kick return. Uh, because he's got that 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 agility and and quickness and speed. I think he's one of the top five fastest guys on the team. Um, Definitely. So you just Up use there. it. Let 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 James Blackman take advantage uh, of a guy with speed and let him go deep and throw a fade to him uh, and let him run. <laughs> I mean, that's all I gotta say. Because I mean, that like you said, that defensive back end. Did you even men- did you mention Demari Tate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, there, I mean, there's so many names back there that, you know, I think it's a good move. And it's, it's good to hear from the interview, like you said, Dustin, that, you know, he's ready to help the team as much as he can. And you know, he obviously they told him that he'd have a better chance of having PT at wide receiver than mm-hmm. DB. So, um, I think it's a good move. And I think he's, I think he's ready to relish it and, and get after it. Next news here on the week, we have <clears throat> finally some game times. Here we go, baby. I've been itching for some game times the last <laughs> couple of months. This last two weeks, I've been like literally craving them. Probably playing your Saturdays out. Yeah, I got I to gotta figure out how many drinks I can have before I got to get into the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to do that before Willie Tiger games. So now I don't think I really have to. I mean, I don't know. I, it could change, but. Uh, I think a lot up the ante under Taggart. I had to amp it up. I mean, this whole wall that I have Natty Ice boxes pinned to my wall. That was all. This never was here when for you know when things were going well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's Florida State's first game home opener with Mike Norvell and the new staff is going to be at three thirty ABC prime time. Um, I think this is a pretty solid. Uh, time for the Knolls, honestly. I understand it's going to be hot, blah, 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 but hopefully the team has water and they've hydrated enough. That's all I'll say. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, obviously this isn't the most marquee matchup that you can get when it comes to college football. So for this to be at 3.30 instead of noon, I'm, I'm definitely happy. 
Yeah, and I I I think it's actually going to be a I don't know what it is about Georgia Tech, but I think this is I understand they went three nine last season, but you bring in Jeff Sims, I think he's going to get a few little bit of PT um, playing time during this game, a little bit of burn here and there. I don't know what they're really going to do and what their coaching staff is going to want to do under the Jackets, but I, I do think the storyline of Jeff Sims originally being an FSU quarterback commit and all that kind of jazz, and if he doesn't have a plan, I think it'll create a pretty decent storyline. Um, same goes for Sam Howell whenever the Tar, Tar Heels come into town, but uh, 3.30 is not too terrible. Terrible. It's going to be hot as hell. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be hot as a mofo. <laughs> I just hope it doesn't rain. Usually it rains at least once or twice a day in Tallahassee, no matter what. Dustin knows this really well. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, it's expected to be around maybe close to 20,000 in Doak Campbell Stadium. Uh, we'll be giving full coverage and all that kind of stuff uh, inside the Discord and also on Twitter. So it's going to be a – I'm excited. Football's coming, man. So that's that's happening at 3.30 on September 12th. And we also got some news about Florida State versus Notre Dame. This is happening in South Bend. That has been announced that it will be aired at 7.30 on NBC, Dustin. How excited are you for this? Uh, I'll watch it. I don't know if I'll like it. <laughs> We'll wait till you give your record prediction at the end of the episode. That's yeah, yeah. Probably... We'll, we'll talk that's, about that then. Good good idea. That's probably what we'll have to do, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, that is the times that have been announced so far. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get some more in the coming weeks That if everything goes well, pandemic-wise. Uh, the last news, Florida State here related, uh, football-wise, LaDamian Webb. From what I have heard, has is a good to go against the Yellow Jackets and Georgia Tech. Um, there's been some speculation, some rumors that he's been healing from an injury um, the last couple of weeks. Didn't really get to see him much in scrimmage videos and content or some things I was hearing. But LaDamian Webb, from what I've heard, is good to go. So that is the guy that's going to be kind of backing up and going to be your guy that's splitting uh, carries with Sean Corbin um, starting on September 12th. Yeah, that's definitely helpful for Florida State. Obviously, Webb, a guy coming coming to FSU from junior college, so he, he at least does have some experience going against uh, college defenses. So just, you know, that very first game of the season for those true freshmen, uh, Lawrence Toa Philly, Corey Wren, Ja'Kai Douglas, you don't you don't want to have to rely on them too much. I mean, it's the first it's the very first game of their college career. So to have Webb there, be able to split some of that time with with the starter and Deshaun Corbin, very helpful for Florida State rotation. Yeah, and I I'm very uh, not very high, but I, I'm very hopeful for Ladamian Webb to uh, bring a lot of uh, I'm. I'm how do I say? He's your that? new. He's your new Dennis Briggs, dude. He's your yeah, offensive yeah. Dennis Briggs. Yeah. Now that Dennis Briggs is gone, I was very high on him <laughs> this whole entire offseason. Then he opts out, but it's completely understandable, obviously. But I do think Ladamian Webb, if he's fully ready to roll, like like from what I've heard, I do think Ladamian Webb is going to be used in a lot of ways catching the ball. Um, I think he's a, a really hard running back to tackle. Um, he's got experience 
more than most running backs at a college level. I know it's Juco, but I do think he's got a, a really good amount of experience with guys that are not in high school that he's going to be able to um, compete and play really well against uh, these teams. Go watch some film on him. I think he's a guy that's is going to be really he's going to be a good target for James Blackman if that offensive line's already in his face after one second. <laughs> he can just dip it off to Webb. I kind of think of him, and I'll be honest, I kind of am comparing him right now. There's like a comparison, and I know a lot of people get like freaked out, like, oh my God, he's not him. I'm like, this is what I'm early comparing him to is a Devontae Freeman type. Do you have that kind of feel, Dustin, with how he can take some pitches or uh, catch some easy uh, five-yard grabs and turn them into something kind of guy since he's so hard to tackle? Yeah, I mean, I can see it, they, and especially because they kind of have the, a similar frame as, as smaller running backs. So, yeah, I could definitely see it. And to me, Lawrence, Lawrence Toa Philly kind of fits a Devontae Freeman mold as well, kind of a similar skill set. Yeah, yeah, he's like a slimmer type of Freeman for Toa Philly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I think it's good news though that Webb is, is expected to be ready to roll against uh, Georgia Tech. It's going to mean a lot. It's going to mean a lot. Yeah, uh, he's a guy yeah. who'll help you catch it out of the backfield. He can run it down your throat. He can run it outside. I mean, he, he's really what is that? Oh, something just came on my ESPN. I was like, what? But he's really he's really a perfect complement to what this offense wants to do. So whenever he comes in to spill to spill uh, Deshaun Corbin. He's a very solid fit. Last two things here on that before we get into our record predictions and we give our shout outs to our Patreon members. Uh, Derwin James, tough, tough news here. Uh, it's been told and reported that he is going to be expected to be out for six to eight months due to a right knee and uh, right knee injury. He's going to have to have surgery on it. Um, obviously hard knocks is in LA featuring the chargers and also the Rams and Derwin James has been on the spotlight for most of this show on HBO. Uh, but it seems to be a tore meniscus or he tore his meniscus and had surgery on his left knee in college. We all saw that, um, whenever showtime was in, uh, doing recording. Should we just absolutely take away <laughs> like recordings, like of TV shows recording Derwin James at all times. Like this is completely like ridiculous now. Yeah, documentary, documentary style football crews. Get away from Derwin James, please. Leave him alone. Had enough. Yeah, this is terrible. Keep your uh, cameras off. I do wonder if we're gonna get to see this on Tuesday though. The injury. Tomorrow. Yeah, what Wait, is it Tuesday? Wait, no, it's tonight. it's happening right now. What? <laughs> it's happening right now as we speak. This is what I'm saying, Dustin. Me and you don't know what days it, day it is because football season's coming, and there's I don't even know what's happening right now. Hey, well, um, I got that thing scheduled to record, so I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's happening on Hard Knocks right now. We'll so see I'm if sure he to... uh, blows his knee up. I don't know. Jesus, God. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see that. I, might. I, mean, I don't want to see it either, but I, at the same time, well, like, you want to see the behind show the scene. it on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will be. The cameras are all over him, but yeah, I, I, it's pitiful, man. I he was about to have a huge season, man. 
Oh, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a pretty significant injury to be out six to eight months. So that really sucks for Derwin. Because like you said, Logan, he also had that knee injury in college. And they are, they're, they're different knee. I guess the injuries were to different knees. If that's a silver lining, not the, it's not the same knee getting hurt, but regardless, Derwin's going to miss then pretty much. Well, yeah, he's going to miss the entire season losing significant time and, Hopefully next season he comes back healthy with that same amount of burst and athleticism that makes him so exciting to watch. Yeah. Got to hope so. I mean, I was really looking forward to him and also Ramsey too. Obviously we got to see a lot of hard knocks, but these two were expected to have some big seasons ahead of them. And they're competitive as hell, these two, and it just sucks. And Derwin James is going to be really a spotlight for FSU and, being a guy that shows out this upcoming NFL season. So mm-hmm. tough situation. He, Best of luck to him too. Yeah. He really just seemed he also just seemed like such a, a good personality on hard knocks, like a really fun guy to be around, a great teammate to have. So And he was turning into a big leader too. You could yeah, see that yeah, in hard knocks. Exactly. He was turning into an actual big time leader in an NFL team. And it was cool to see. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure those guys are are really hurting for Derwin right now. Yeah, yeah, and you could see Tyron Matthew, also Jalen Ramsey, and a lot of other big time names um, giving their thoughts and prayers for Derwin. So that's just Derwin's just got that competitive edge with them, and other guys around the league, no matter if you're his teammate or not, they like that. You know, it gives them also motivation on their side of things. So mm-hmm. they're probably hoping also if he shows out in a season, in another season, that he'll get paid a lot of good money. So that helps them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last thing here, Cam Akers got his shit rocked by Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to read it off the page. Yeah, that, Dustin wrote our uh, doc here for production meeting and everything, so I'm just reading off pretty much what Dustin said, but I mean, I completely agree. I'm pretty sure I tweeted that whenever I watched yeah, it. On Hard, yeah, I did. On Hard Knocks, uh, it is true. Cam Akers got his crap absolutely obliterated by Aaron Humble. Donald. He did fumble, too. Hold on to the ball, Cam. You're going to take some hits. Yeah, and Hard Knocks, he was actually... They're having kind of their first scrimmage of the season um, inside the new stadium, too. Very nice, by the way. Oh, my God. This stadium is absolutely gorgeous. I didn't know, like... I'm, like, trying to pick if I like like, the Vegas one or the L.A. one. Like, I always try to do that. Every like, which one am I going to pick? Because I love the Vikings one. That I've been in the Atlantis, Atlantas, and it's gorgeous there too. But this LA one, man, I think the LA one, their their uh, Superdome, whatever you want to call it, has a way better looking interior. But the LA, the the Raiders one, their outside one, the black is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. So I think the interior LA outdoor or the outside exterior. I'm giving to Vegas. This is just pretty funny to me watching the episode and all the guys are on the sideline, but they're all just staring up at the video board to to watch what's going on. <laughs> they're just yeah. enthralled. I mean, the video board was huge. Jared, Jared Goff like walked to a spot on the field and he's like, yeah, this is normally where I stand. He like, looked up at the video board and he's like, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it must be absolutely amazing. Definitely for Cam Akers and his situation going 
from Mississippi, you go to Tallahassee, and then you go all the way out to LA, but you just don't go to LA. I mean, LA, I mean, you're, all right, you're going from Tallahassee to LA. That already is just a whole 180. We're talking 180 people. But then you jump into, at least football wise, you jump into that kind of stadium. I mean, come on. I mean, that's got to give you shivers, man, walking out there. I'll be honest. I mean, that's got to be nuts. But yeah, he got a shit rock by Aaron Donald, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're running the scrimmage, and uh, Aaron Donald just popped him, and Cam Akers fumbled. And I said in my tweet, I mean, that's a, probably a good person that you want to get hit by. Um, that's probably your probably the scariest person on defense in the NFL right now. I mean, that's probably your best person to get hit by, to get woken up to saying, hey, hey you're in the NFL. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL. Yeah. You just got knocked out. You just got knocked up. About. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Hard Knocks has been entertaining, so we'll give our recap on tonight's episode as it's airing right now um, next week whenever we preview FSU first. Yeah. And Akers, Akers has been getting some reps with the ones, so. He might be the, the starter trotting out there for the Rams on opening day. We'll just have to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm we I'm so excited for not only college football, but NFL too. I love NFL, so we'll keep an eye on Cam Akers and then his uh, movement up the depth chart in LA. Uh, hold on to that ball. Hold on to that ball. Hold on to it, baby. It's good you learned a good lesson there. <laughs> so let's go and Outs here to some Patreons. So if you're not on our Patreons, I highly suggest that there's a lot of benefits here and there on a ton of things, and it's only going to get better once football season starts. I think Dustin's going to do some live commentaries and whatnot over while he's doing tweeting of the game and everything. Is that what you're doing, Dustin, this season inside the Discord? Uh, I don't know. I'll be here. (laughs) He'll be doing something. That's how pretty much always is. He'll be doing something. Um, but I'm going to give a shout out to our Patreon members, our paying members. Really appreciate you guys as we're still going through the line of our chief tier members. We named out nine of them last time. I'm going to name out 10 right now. Um, Noel Marauder, Melo Noel, Christian Rivera. Load in the rest of them. Tyler Doxy, Alfred Zequez, William Wuge, Crew Gibson, Salty C. Fowler and Brian Richards. Thank you so much for uh, your support to us through Patreon. Thank you uh, to everyone, too, that have joined. We're naming out at least 10 every episode. Hopefully that was 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Let me do one more just to be careful. Larry Woods, thank you. But yeah, you can try sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash day, and there's a ton of there's three different tiers that you guys can pick um, with a lot of good benefits, and it's only going to get better once football season starts. There's a lot of cool things that we have lined up for the Discord on game days for you guys to enjoy. All right, for everybody, you know, this is what everybody's been waiting for. Um, it's been months of pandemic. It's been months of waiting. If football was even going to happen, there's a game next Saturday. The season kicks off with Mike Norvell and the new staff. It's time to give some record predictions on Hear the Spear and Noel Gamedy as a staff. This is Nate Greer, Austin Beasy, and Dustin Lewis's and I's record predictions. Y'all boys ready? Y'all feel pretty confident? 
Now this is gonna come back on y'all if y'all if y'all embarrass yourselves and it's complete opposite. I, feel like I remember I want. Oh wow! To be fair, this is my first time looking at the schedule in full, so you know. <laughs> oh, basketball kids! All right, Austin. We don't. So nobody take Austin's record prediction seriously. <laughs> Nate, you said something. What were you gonna say? I said I feel good. I'm, I, I, I'm ready for Norvell, man. Let's do I'm, this. I'm right there with you too, Dustin. Feel good, confident. I mean, like I said, I, I won this last year, so just gonna do what I do. We tied last year. Yeah, it was a lucky tie because we. I decided to get chance, so I apologize for that. Won't happen this time. Well. We'll see what happens after the end of this season. I think everybody's got some interesting takes on a few of these games. So let's start off. I say what we do, and we didn't really talk about this in the production meeting, but it's up to you guys. Do you each want to give your own rundown of the season and your record predictions there, or do you want me to go game by game and we run through and see who's going to win, who's not? Like, is FSU going to win this game or no? What do you want to do? Which one seems a little bit more entertaining? Maybe the chat can help us too. I think game probably. by game is probably better. Yeah, I think but... game by game. Okay. Yeah. And everybody keep a hold of your records, too. Um, so we'll have that. All right. Sweet deal. Chat agrees. Here we go. So Florida State versus Georgia Tech. 3.30 is the game time here in Tallahassee on the 12th. James Blackman has been named the starter. Georgia Tech went 3-9 and nine last season. Who wants to start off first? Florida State is Florida State going to win their first game under Mike Norvell? I'll go. Um, as you said, three and nine last year, they um, were absolutely horrible on offense last year. Uh, one of the worst uh, Power Five football teams uh, when you look at it across the board, both on, on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, Collins is a defensive coach. You know, you have to give him a little bit of. Uh, you know, leeway with the personnel, um, not matching the scheme, but they are a couple years away. Uh, I think this is a solid 21 plus three score W. Okay. All right. Nate starting off one and out for the Knowles. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't know if it'll be 21 plus, but I definitely think it'll be double digit win for Georgia Tech. There's still got a lot of growing pains to go through. So double yeah. digit win yeah. for Georgia Tech. No, double digit win for. Oh, you Michael said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I said, I said it wasn't going to be twenty-one. Plus, I just had to make sure. I just had to make plus. sure. It'll be double sure. digits. FSU will win by double digits, hopefully. But yeah, yeah, I think they will. Yeah, like these guys have said, um, Florida State starting off with a very mediocre team in Georgia Tech, and I, I think under Mike Norvell, first game of the season, Florida State's going to come out with a lot of discipline. And I, I think, like Nate said, I think they're going to dominate. To me, this is something like a 38-13. to 13. He might even just go ahead and try and drop 40 mm-hmm. in the season opener. Uh, I agree with everyone here, too. Um, Georgia Tech had a rough season last year. Uh, they're still going to be having a lot of learn about their uh, under their staff this upcoming time. And they're going to start off with a nasty defense. I think Florida State's um, Adam Fuller and company there should – take a good handle of that offense. I don't know who they're going to trot out there. I mean, I think there's all rimmers and stuff, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you do. We'll see a couple packages of Jeff Sims 
um, here and there, but the, the defense is just going to be a problem for Georgia Tech and definitely for a first game. Um, so I got I got Florida State winning by touchdowns in Doe Campbell Stadium to start off the Norvell era. So everybody goes 1-0 and there for Florida State. Florida State's next week is a bye. And then the big one here for Nate. Nate has had a lot of talk the last couple of months inside the Discord, <laughs> on Twitter. God knows where else with his friends uh, at home or whatnot. But he has been very bold on this Florida State versus Miami matchup and Florida State taking yes. care of business. Uh, Nate, give it to us right now. Well, I know that, uh, you know, FSU has uh, lost two in a row. Um, but you have to look at that coaching staff and the fact that Manny Diaz is absolutely horrible as a coach. Yeah, he can recruit. Um, but, you know, he, he's recruiting with the help of COVID. That's a whole other conversation. Um, I think this Miami team is is garbage. They have a five foot eight quarterback that, yeah, yeah, he, he did really well at Houston. Um Rhett Lashley um, is an offensive coordinator by name only. Um, the last time he's been a primary play caller will be the first time. I know that a lot of people were talking about that that Memphis and SMU game, and you know the fact that you know SMU put up a bunch of points on, on Norvell and his defense. That was Sonny Dykes who called that game. Let's just call it like it is. Uh, Miami mm-hmm. loses a lot; they lose their best player um, outside with a. Uh, uh, Rousseau, uh, yeah, they have Quincy Roche. Um, they lose so they lose. Oh, I think like a hundred starts at linebacker. Um, their guys coming in are, are a lot smaller, not as physical. Their defensive secondary is garbage. They they lost their best player as a freshman in Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on them as an offensive line. Um, I just don't think that Miami is. I don't buy the hype. Um, I think that this is a game that. Um, Norvell will will use as a um, platform to to showcase um, what's to come. I do think that FSU beats the brakes off Miami this year, and you can save it, put it on Twitter. Um, if, if Willie Taggart can get up that big in his first year on on, on this Miami team, um, a, a competent coaching staff is going to beat all over Manny Diaz. I think it's going to be at least 21 points. I want to say 85 to two. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I, 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 in my gut, I, I go with my gut on these things. I, I think it's going to be like a 42, 17 game. I think you're going to beat wow. the shit out of Jeez. them. Say that again. Uh, so everybody can hear it in case the recording doesn't get it. What was that again? 42, 17. 42-17. W. W. Write it down in the books. Discord. Do your stuff. Wow. The, 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 there's, there's no need for y'all to give your prediction. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I am, oh, man. I am nowhere near as confident. Um, That's great. Us, us being – or us having a bye week right before, I think that really helps. Where they can – they can really nitpick from the Georgia Tech film saying, hey, this is where we need to work on. We get two weeks to work on it before going down to a home game in Miami. Yes, that's not what I said. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be tight. I, I think if it, I think Florida State wins, but it's like tight, like a 
31-27 kind of game because it always is with Miami. Very rarely do we see blowouts in this rivalry. Yeah, I'll build off that. Um, I've kind of flip flopped back and forth on it all off season, but I'm I'm feeling a little I'm feeling good about Florida State's chances going into this game. Not as good as Nate. I think Florida State's going to find a way to win. It's definitely going to be tough. And like you said, Austin, I think it's going to end up being close with Florida State just making some timely plays in the fourth quarter that have that make them edge out Miami. I'm going to go 24-20, somewhere in that range. A little bit tight, oh. but a win's a win. 24-20, Knowles, yeah, 2-0. Okay, okay, starting off 2-0. Uh, Miami went 6-7 and seven last year, barely made a ball game like Florida State. Um, they were ranked 90th of 134 points per game. I do think Florida State's defense, um, if coached just decently, kind of like what Nate, Nate was talking about, th- this whole staff as a whole can just bring this team together and have just competent coaching. These games against Miami should should be won, even if Taggart was able to get so close. Um, so I'm going to go Florida State wins this one too. It was kind of I was flip flop throughout the whole offseason on this, but after losing a lot of their hype about their young freshman coming in as being one of their best, if not the best uh, defensive player this upcoming season, uh, I think Florida State's defense, if they can take care, and I know there's a lot of hype and Nate doesn't have a lot of um, love for a king and all that, and that's completely <laughs> understandable, but if they can take care of Florida State's defense has had some struggle in the linebacker unit being able to take care of these quarterbacks and that can jot around and move around and throw some passes or go from third and 17 and go run for a first down. If that can be handled just decently, then it shouldn't take long for Florida state to handle this game and, and the first half. So I'm going Florida state. Ooh, we're giving scores. <clears throat> I'm going to go Florida state uh, 31 Miami <clears throat> 21. You don't have to give a score, but I just figured yeah. it makes it fun. Everybody's- uh, let me say one more thing about if you look at that six and seven record, any team that had a pulse as a coaching staff beat Miami. So that's all I'm going to say about them as a coaching staff. And, and don't let things come together for Josh Kando because the only thing that, that the Florida State defense is missing is a pass rush. And if they can get a, a consistent pass rush, this defense is going to be very good this year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, Miami had a worse offensive line statistically than Florida State had last year. So you just think about that. Yeah, and they're not, they're not much better coming into this year. Yeah. So, Austin, did is it worth you... adding? Sorry, is it worth adding that Georgia Tech beat Miami last year? Yeah, it's a funny little thing tidbit there. Yep. A three and nine, three and nine, Georgia Tech team. Uh, yeah, no so everybody, Miami. Pick, yep, everybody picked Florida State. Austin did too. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to week four so this game was actually switched up force it was actually supposed to play sanford in their week two game but everything flip-flopped around and now florida state is going to be facing an easier an easy opponent uh with jacksonville state i think everybody has you know is, is you know who's going jacksonville state in here anybody depends if it's raining or not that day like depends on like if it's like a total downpour, I think about it. You'll, you'll kind of ponder it a little bit. No, I just remember 2009, whenever Florida State played Jacksonville State, and it was like a, I don't know, dude, it was like a tropical storm or something. And I swear, I was in the front row, and my feet were like, 
three feet underwater. Like it was the most insane thing ever. What was the score oh, of that yeah. game? It was like twelve to nine or something like that. Fourteen nine. Yeah, like that fourteen to nine. Woo. Ridiculous. So as long as it doesn't rain, we won't think about Florida State losing this. It doesn't <laughs> rain. I'm feeling like a, a forty plus point win. Yeah, most certainly. Yeah, so. pretty everybody. Much, yeah. Everybody across the board has Florida State winning this game. No shocker there. Here we go. Booyah. The fun begins. Florida State's matchup next is at Notre Dame at 7.30. That was released today. That's going to be on primetime NBC. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the last time Florida State matched up against Notre Dame and South Bend, it wasn't even close. Um, And Ian Book is still there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it he's there last look. time, and he's he's here this time. Like, can you graduate? Yeah, I even he's, a, he's in his 18th year. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Leave us alone. Yep. Uh, last season, the Irish went 11 and two, um, and another year for Brian Kelly. Let's give some record, or let's get some uh, predictions here. Once first for Notre Dame. Uh, oh, double great. digit loss. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I think Notre Dame's pretty good, and we're still a young team that's learning. I was a young team, but you know we're we're still trying to get a new staff in, trying to implement some new stuff. I think Norvell will keep it close for a while. I think he's too competent to not. But I, I think at the end, um, I, th- I think Notre Dame will pull away towards the end. Um, I, if it, if anyone's followed me on Twitter for a while, um, you know, my, my disdain for Brian Kelly as a human being and as a coach. <laughs> so, um, it, it pains me to, to say that, you know, he's going to beat FSU again. I do think it'll be more competitive. I don't, I don't think FSU will look as horrible as they did last year. I, I, I think it'll be like a 14, 17 point loss, but I, I, I think the game will be closer. Um, you know, competitive early, and and then you know a late score here, you know, makes that a look look a little bit worse than what it is. So I I think FSU will be a lot more competitive last year, but you know I I just don't think they're they're on that level yet. Um, in, in the trenches, um, on both sides of the ball, I do think the defense is going to give Notre Dame a hard time. Um, but I, I just don't I I don't think that uh, FSU's offense will be able to to withhold the entire game. Yeah, like you guys said, I think it'll be competitive. But in the end, Notre Dame, they're just a more experienced team, and they have an, a more experienced quarterback and Ian Book. Florida State also playing on the road, and, you know, it won't be as tough an environment as normal, but it's still Notre Dame's house, and they'll get up for that game. And I think, yeah, it'll be competitive in that first half, but Notre Dame ends up winning by 14 or maybe even 20. Yeah, I agree with everyone here. Florida State's going to have a tough time in South Bend, and that's understandable. Nobody should really be shocked by this if Florida State um, doesn't make it too much of a close game heading into the fourth quarter. But you would like to see some competitive drive in this. You would like to see this game not be over at the end of the first quarter. Um, and that's what you hope. That's what you're hopeful for as a fan, uh, believing in Mike Norvell, and if you see some development there and more um, discipline and more focused on, on trying to stay competitive in these games. Um, it's a growing year. It's a very weird year, too. Um, and so 
it shouldn't be a shock here. But, yeah, I'm going Florida State's first loss of the season in South Bend. Um, not getting my score prediction now. <laughs> uh, all right, so everyone said L on that one for Florida State against Notre Dame. Let's move on to the next game. On October 17th, North Carolina comes into town. Sam Howell will be the starting quarterback, obviously, at one time was a quarterback commit to Florida State. They went seven and six last year, four and four in the ACC. Let's get some record. Let's get some uh, game predictions in. Who wants to go first? Florida State versus North Carolina at home should be a good one. I'm excited about this game. A lot of lot of good stuff here. Uh, I, I'll go. So, you know, you know, looking at this game, you know, when you give record predictions and everything, I think this is one of the tougher games to predict on the schedule. Um, you know, you know. Not to give away my prediction of a record, but you know when, when I look at you know what games FSU can lose throughout this year, um, you know there are some games that maybe fifty-fifty, and I think this is one of those games that goes either way. Um, I've mm-hmm. long been a Sam Howell fan. I think he's one of the. I, I would put him three or four um, in terms of um, the quarterback ranking across the, the country. You know. I, with, with Lawrence and Fields and then, you know, Brock Purdy. I think he, he's going to have a really good year at Iowa State. Um, I will put Hal up there. I think he's a top five quarterback um, um, in, in the country. Was phenomenal last year. Um, I, I, I do think that the hype is a little bit early. I still think that North Carolina is going to struggle a little bit last year. Um, you know, um, I, I don't have all of the stats I had for another prediction thing that we did, but a lot of their – Games were, were one score, very, very close games that, um, you know, they could have won. You know, they took Clemson to the to the very last second uh, uh, of that game. You know, they went for a two-point conversion to, to uh, try to get that W. So, you know, they are competitive. Um, you know, they have a lot of good pieces. You know, it, it, I've been back and forth on this game. Um, in order to get to the result of the record that I think FSU is going to get, um, I had this as a very close loss. Um, I, I do think that Sam Howe mm. will pull it out in the end. I, I, I think he's um, he's a really tough quarterback. He makes plays. Um, he left a lot on the field last year um, in terms of completion percentages and um, what he – he was more a big play. Um, you know, he really wasn't a, a sustained drive quarterback. Uh, I think he's got to improve that this year. I just – I, I I I gotta I gotta predict the loss in order to get to my my prediction of a record. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be like a a 27, 24, 28, 26. I think it's a very close game, but but a loss. Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly I'm, I, I, I'm feeling. I, I, I have it at, I have it as a point four eight win share. So I, 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 I'm I'm right around fifty fifty. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling Sorry, pretty similar about it. <laughs> Moving moving into the game, um, like Nate mentioned, North Carolina getting a getting a lot of hype to potentially win the Coastal Division this year. Well, well not Coastal, but since that's out the window, now I sound stupid. Uh, but North Carolina was getting <laughs> was getting a lot of hype. Now, now, you sound, now you sound stupid, or at this point during the night you sound. Stupid. Let me go, bro. Just let me go. They were getting a lot of hype to win the Coastal Division before all this crap changed everything. 
moving up, and now it's just the top two teams to make it. And, you know, some of that hype's warranted. Some of it's not. Sam Howell, Sam Howell, who you mentioned, very good quarterback, and I think he's due to take a step forward this year. And I, I think North Carolina is going to win this one, similar to how they won in 2016, maybe a last-second field goal. Ooh, man, that's mean. Yeah, I'm a it is kind of mean. Bullish. I'm a little more bullish on this game. I think Carolina's talented. Um, I, th- I think Mac Mac Brown's not obviously the coach he was, but still showing that he can coach and he can mm-hmm. recruit. He can bring talent into that program. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up being more of a seven to ten point loss, but I also have it as a loss. I think this one also. Um, I don't know. This one's tough. I, I feel like it's fifty fifty because I know this defense at Florida State by this time in the season. They'll figure out where their guys fit the best. Because um, I think that's going to take a couple of weeks before Adam Fuller and the, the green staff figure out which guys are going to be fitting in the right uh, positions. Um, so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of lost. And I, I do think this defense is want to get is going to want to get after Howell. Um, it really depends too on how this offensive line by this point of the season Florida State is at how Blackman's working, how consistent he's staying. Um, <clears throat> this is tough. Everybody's going North Carolina. <laughs> um, mm, mm, mm. <sighs> Toughie. Don't be, Toughie. Don't be a follower, Logan. Go for the pressure, man. <laughs> Make your own path. <laughs> Make yeah. my own path. I think this game will be on either a 3.30 or a later in the night game at Florida State. Indeed has only one loss heading into it too. Um, so it's 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 at Doak. Mm. It, it's it's between these two games too with Louisville coming up the next week. It's all interest to me. I'm gonna go. Florida State defense is figured out by then. I think Florida State beats North Carolina in Doe Campbell Stadium on this time. I just, I, I don't know what I feel. I just came out of me because I thought throughout this whole offseason I was going to go north, the North Carolina route. Um, but I feel just from what we've seen in camp and things that we've heard, I think this defense is is getting primed to be something hopefully uh, pretty special. And I, I think Marvin Wilson, that, that front three, if they stay healthy, things could get ugly for Sam Howell in that game. So I'm going to go north, I'm going to go Florida State with my pick there. I, I will say North Carolina was 0-7 against teams with a 0-6 last year uh, against teams with a winning record. So, mm. Okay. Well, I, it's going to be close. It's going to be a toss-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good game. That's why, That's probably one of the if, – that's probably – I mean, I know Miami's Miami. I don't think Notre Dame and Clemson are going to be close to a – I don't think they're going to be close there in the fourth quarter. But – that Florida State North Carolina game is something that I'm so excited to watch because there's there's a great storyline of Sam Howell being a quarterback mm-hmm. in the Florida State for so long, and that not happening and going through. And I think I think it's just and he has to come into Tallahassee. So um, if if the Doke will be rocking with their twenty thousand that are going to be there. Uh, all right, let's move on from there. Everyone picks North Carolina to win except for me. This is, a, this is an interesting one. Florida State goes to Louisville on October 24th. Uh, the Cardinals went 8-5 and five last season under Scott Satterfield. A lot of people are hyping up Coach Satterfield, um, thinking that he's one of the next 
uh, great ACC coaches. We'll all give our pitch on that and our takes. Let's give some uh, predictions. What do you What do you guys got? Yeah, to me, this game feels pretty similar to the UNC game. I think it's kind of in that in that toss up range territory, especially since Florida State's going on the road here to Louisville. Uh, you mentioned Scott Satter Scott Satterfield. Um, very good rising coach. I think he's done some great things at Louisville so far and some developmental work last year that we saw. I think that's going to continue to improve. But regardless, since Mike Norvell's got to Tallahassee, he's already stolen from Satterfield multiple times, and I think that's going to continue. I'm going to take Florida State here. A little bit of a close one, 31-21, and they do enough to pull it out on the road after a two-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Who'd you say? Uh, Sorry, I wasn't uh, listening, Dustin. Sorry, I was typing. What'd you say? Who was it? Florida State, 31. Louisville, 21. Okay. Okay. That's pretty solid. I I, I, I don't necessarily buy all the hype with Satterfield yet. I, I think he has a lot of potential. Um, you know, he he was he did a gr- he did a great job of, uh, of coaching that team last year because uh, let's call it what it is. Petrino put that team in a toilet bowl and, and ruined what, what, you know, what he built coming off of, you know, with, with Jackson and everything, you know, they had an upward yeah. trajectory and they just shit the bed. Um, but when you look at, you know, Louisville, I, I don't think is, I, I, I'm a lot more confident in this game than the North Carolina. Um, I, I just think that it, it's a bad matchup for Louisville. Uh, I, you know, they had, they have some pieces there with, Atwell and the quarterback um, Cunningham is good and they're pretty solid at, at, as a as a as a running team. Um, their, their defense, I, I think, will be what continues to hold them back. Um, I, I think FSU wins. You know, kind of, I'm, I'm in that seven to ten point range. I think it's a, a close game. I think it's competitive, um, but I, I, do, I do think that FSU um, it, it, it never really trails that game. But you know, I, I just think it's a a good football game, and I think everyone wins that one. This one was a toss-up for me. Um, I think Satterfield's doing really well <laughs> compared to what he was handed, like you are saying. I mean, that cupboard was completely empty when he got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've got something to prove against Florida State because Florida State has taken absolutely everything from them in every single sport. Um, <laughs> I, I'm actually going to disagree. I think Louisville's going to win a really tight game. Um, wow. not, that might change as we get closer, but um, as of right now, and until we see, like, until I see what Florida State's product is on the field, I don't want to be too overhyped. And um, right now, I'm going to say close off. Uh, someone said, uh, yeah. Ben inside the Discord said, someone tell this guy to stick to basketball, shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry. Whenever it comes to close to basketball season, I swear Austin has the best coverage in basketball. That's why we give him all the hype during basketball season. But, you know, during football season, yeah, just let him say what he needs to say. But I'm not, I will say that when I get, let me get my prediction before. Who did Dustin, did you give yours? Yeah, I did first, remember? I don't remember. I'm over here trying to get notes and figure out everything. Um, but I'm going to get mine real quick. I'm going to go Florida State loses this game um, because wow. I can't say. And I was talking all this crap. I was talking all this crap this whole offseason about it, and I wasn't sold completely on Satterfield and whatnot. But I do have to say, 
I think going to Louisville will be a factor. Um, you just got done facing a very close game with North Carolina. Um, and I think that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a very tough game for Florida State. And I do think Florida State comes out on top against NC. Um, but going to Louisville, and I think Satterfield is a, is a solid coach. There's still some things that he needs to prove. Um, but they went five and three in the ACC last year, eight and five total. Um, I think I think they have a coach that is pretty solid that is going to continue to make them uh, actually get them into uh, some possibility of some talks being the ACC at, and at championships when it's all said and done in the next couple of years. Uh, but right now, I think after the UNC game, after a tough matchup there, it's going to cause a slip up for Florida State and Florida State uh, takes a loss there in Kentucky. Horrible. <laughs> Kentucky, they're playing Louisville. What I say? He said in Kentucky, which yeah, in Kentucky. Kentucky. He said yeah, in Dustin. Jesus, Dustin. Tight, tighten up, Ju- come on, man, tighten up. Bro. He called you Justin. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> that is so disrespectful. <laughs> that is so disrespectful. Did it on purpose too. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. Um, all right, so we went two and two there. So me and Austin went Louisville, Nate and Dustin go Florida State. Interesting. It's getting interesting here. All right, so next up, uh, this game will be – so you get a bye week, and then you go face uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh comes to Tallahassee. I'm excited for this game too. Uh, but uh, the, the, the Panthers went eight and five last season. Uh, four and four in the ACC. Pat Narduzzi. Hopefully, I said his last name right. I always screw up people's last names, but hopefully, I said it correctly. Uh, but Pat, the Panthers are coming into Tallahassee. Game predictions. What do we got? Florida State versus Pitt. Um, coming off a of bye week. Coming off of, in my opinion, three straight L's. I think we smack them mm. twenty plus. Oh wow! That's I'm what I didn't expect it. to hear. I'm not buying the Pittsburgh hype at all. They were all right last wow. year. Uh, I'm not a fan of the hype. Who's giving Pittsburgh hype? Nico, what you mean? Oh. Uh, well, then I'm def- okay, you're right. I'm, I'm going Florida, Florida State. Florida State 38, Pittsburgh 10. After hearing that Nico's giving them hype. You, are you really? Yeah, lock it in. Okay. I was going to say it's going to be close, but yeah, now I'm... Oh. Wow. Okay. Marvin um, Wilson gets three and a half sacks in this game. Three and a half. Okay. What about Kendo? Not enough to talk about Kendo. We talked about him earlier in the podcast, but Kendo. I think there's been plenty of Kendo talk recently. Yeah. What month is this game in? This game is November 7th. I make sure Kando's not on injured reserve by then. Oh my god! Injured reserve? Is this the NFL? <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, it's just me and Nate. So uh, Austin, go ahead. And Dustin have Florida State. I'll go. I've got Florida State. Mm, Florida State's winning this game. Um, Florida State gets a bye week after their loss against Louisville. That's my prediction. They get they get a bye week after that. They get reset. Everything's good to go. The shockers are set. Everything on the back end is good to go. They watch their film. They know what went wrong. They got to get their mentality straight up. 
Um, and I think they bounce back and have a very solid win against Pittsburgh inside Doe Campbell Stadium, a rock in Doe Campbell Stadium, because by then we're going to let half of the stadium be in there. We're going to let half of the stadium, we're going to let public seating go in there, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, it's going to be rocking. So Florida State wins that game against Pittsburgh. What do you got, Nate? Uh, well, th- last year last year was their worst offense in 20 years. And, you know, th- there's no um, – I, I don't want to say, you know, there's no positive direction. But right now, you know, they're kind of stagnant on, on offense. But they were number one in the country last year in, uh, in sacks. And, and they have a very deep defensive line. Um, you know, their best player did opt out. I think that that does hurt them a lot. Um, yeah. They had they had 14 turnovers last year um, as a defense, but six of those were in one game. So you know that that's a very unbalanced uh, results across the the season. Um, you know they did a really good job of shutting down the pass. Um, if if a team threw a touchdown um, on on the uh, on this defense, Pittsburgh went 0-4. If they did not, they went 8-1. So they were really good as a defense against the pass. And, and, and that's going to be probably FSU's strength. So that's mm-hmm. why I think this is a tough game. Um, I think coming off the bye, uh, uh, that's a, a great spot, as we talked about before. Yeah. Before coming on, um, you know, this podcast, uh, you know, for me, that's a great spot for this game for FSU. Um, I, I do think they, they, they pull it out. I think Pitt's a gritty team. Um, I, I, I do think that their inability to score, they only scored three points three times last year. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the big difference in this game. I think it's going to – I think FSU pulls away late. And look at that, like a 17- to 20-point win. I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to score yeah. um, enough to hang with FSU. Yeah, I agree. They're ranked 114th in the country in points per game. They're around average around 20, 21 points. So. I yep. agree. And definitely, you know, by this time, Florida State's defense is going to have things figured out. Um, yep. And uh, the defense and that, and that Ferrari is going to be tuned up by then. It's just going to be hard to yep. compete with it. If, and we'll, we'll see. But I think it will be a, I think it will be a good matchup, but it's going to be hard scoring against this defense this year at this time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, if you're already struggling the year before and there's not a lot of improvement going on, it's going to be tough. Definitely in Tallahassee. Yep. All right, so everybody predicted Florida State to win against Pittsburgh. We move on to November 14th. This game is at NC State. I wish we had times for these games too, man. It, it sucks with how the season's going, but a lot of this kind of stuff, I get an well, idea. Before we even talk on. about atmosphere, you got to remember the limitations are on, the, on, on fans. So an environment like wow. NC State that's always rowdy when FSU comes in is going to mm-hmm. be kind of neutered because of the limitations on on, on the audience and, on, and the fans inside the stadium. Yeah, I'll, I'll have cardboard cutouts, though. Yeah, I mean, no comment. Um, NC State fans are kind of cardboard cutouts anyways in terms of personality. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my. I've had some bad experiences up there, and I was little, but – I mean, they were kind of there, mean, man. I was there for basketball last year, and the fans were horrible then. Yeah, um, they for some reason they're complete dickheads. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest. I mean, they're 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 scummy. 
Um, for all I know, <laughs> make sure you mute your mics or mute your uh, make sure your kids aren't in the car. But they can eat a bag of dicks um, <laughs> stuck on them all night long. They could grab, put some ice in on top of it. They can suck a bag of dicks. Um, yeah, for che- for cheering for the third best major college in North Carolina, you know they got a big ego for no reason. Yeah, they uh, we're looking at a four and eighters from last year. Four and eight, they were uh, one and seven in the ACC last season. Let's start giving our predictions on this. Florida State at NC State. No time has been announced yet. I I think NC State's one of the four worst teams in the conference, and without the fans making that atmosphere what it should be, I think FSU rolls pretty handily. I agree. I'm just gonna uh, put mine out there. I don't really have to say much, but Florida State wins this game at NC State. I they went through a crapshoot last year. It's it's, a, it's crazy to see how bad the ACC was last year. I know it was. But just to look back at it now that we've had a couple of months of not really looking back at records and all this kind of stuff from last season, the ACC was complete dookie. But looking at NC State, too, not not worried for Florida State. I think Mike Norvell is going to take care of these kind of teams. Definitely if it's coming down to where you have the storylines of Florida State at NC State, and it's been a problem for the last decade, it feels like, or more. Um, I think Florida State and, and Mike Norvell and that staff will take care of business up there. Um and yeah, like like you said, Nate and Austin, there's not going to be a lot of uh, fans there as well. what we know of. Things could change, but uh, that that's pretty much always been the only problem there. For some reason, that team and uh, with the Wolfpack, they get amped up about that crowd and they actually make plays, but they're not going to have that advantage this year. Uh, four and eight last year, a ton of turnovers. They don't return any, anything in terms of quarterback play. Um, I have a curse word, F. Dave Dolan. I think he's a scumbag. Um, I think FSU, I, ho- I hope they win by 80. Um, uh, the, guy, the guy's just a complete yeah, scumbag. Yeah, he is. Um, um, you know, he, he is in the upper echelon of guys you should never root for in, in, in college football. So I hope they go 0-11 this year. FSU <laughs> What would you say to a, like, if you had, like, a few things to say to him in person, their coach, what would you say, Nate? Um, I would ask him why, why he's such a fucking asshole. <laughs> That'd be it. You know? Yeah. Why, why are you such a condescending jerk? <laughs> have um, you had any past? <laughs> go ahead, n- go ahead. Nothing, that, n- nothing that you've done in terms of production um, – should result in, in, in your ego being as large as it is. And your last can, couple can words. You, can can you explain? There we go. That's all I was saying. Have you had any personal like one on ones with him, or is this kind of just off of your, um, maybe your thoughts and you know things that? Go on uh, your head about it, him? It, it's, it, it's just a couple stories and just listening to him talk and he's just, just a his face. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got a very punchable face. <laughs> uh, like 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 you know, when you compare him with Dustin, you know, I, I, I think they're very similar and punchability. Bring me out of this, bro. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Poor Dustin got thrown into this. So well, um, yeah, I, I guess it's time for my record prediction. Your record prediction, no. <laughs> 
Do we need my, <laughs> my game my game prediction? Yes, give us your game prediction, please. So in 2019, a Willie Taggart coach Florida State team beat NC State 31 to 13. I don't know how, but if if they lost by that much to to the team that was fielded last year, I can only imagine what we're going to see this year up in North Carolina. This is, this to me is another another game that's pretty much in blowout territory. I think Florida State going to get near 40, if not over it. I'll just go ahead and say 41 14. Blowout Raleigh. I don't know. I felt good to hear that because we haven't really seen that at all in the last three years. Really? It's going to be nasty. Ooh. Nasty defense. That's kind of that's bullying in Raleigh. Especially if Hawkman plays. Th- that, that was the worst mistake he made was playing Bailey Hawkman. Oh my God! That he thought he was doing revenge with Hawkman. It turned out so bad. <laughs> that kid got so. absolutely obliterated multiple times. I don't know how he was awake for the rest of the game. He was just limping by the end of the game. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm praying now on my knees. I'll pray after we get done recording that their coach doesn't decide to put Hawkman in because it seems like, from what I heard, that that the team personally on on off the field weren't really a fan of Hawkman. He was kind of no. a, I won't say much more, but uh, not a not a big fan of him. So no wonder they're obliterating the living shit out of him. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, prayers up for Hawkman if he goes into that game. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Up next, Florida State versus Clemson. Clemson's coming into town. Dabo Sweeney is going to say what's up in Tallahassee. This is on November 21st. Um, the Clemson Tigers went 14-1 and last season, obviously, was in the national championship against LSU and couldn't handle the Tigers. They lost that, um, obviously, undefeated in the ACC. Here we go, gentlemen. Who do we got? Any shockers here? What's going on? What, anybody going to say we, something crazy or what? What's going on? Upset alert. No, we don't need to spend much time on this. <laughs> I mean, hopefully with the improvements we've made throughout the season, it won't be unbearable to watch. But it, I don't think it'll be close. So here's my thoughts. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It, 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 if you care. So yeah. every team that is on a run, it's always something that kind of starts to chip away on that armor of, you know, this, this bullshit um, portrayal of a Christian good man that, you know, Dabo likes to portray. Um, Here we go. I, I, I do think that, <laughs> I, I, I do yeah. think that um, you know um, they have a little chink in the armor in terms of of their um, ability. They've done a hell of a job developing players. They're I think they're you know the last couple of years have been probably overall the best developer of talent with Ohio State. Um, even you know I, I put those two above even Alabama. Um, but when you look at their team defensively. Um, they had the best defensive coordinator probably college football right now. Um, that's why they gave him another race, paying him like a head coach. Um, but when you look at their defensive line, um, they have a lot of guys who are heavily five-star recruits. Um, but at the same time, um, they haven't produced. 
So, you know, you have a, a lot of guys who are first off the bus, but play like Jane on the field. Um, they have a lot of questions this coming year um, at linebacker um, and, and um, secondary. They, they don't have that Simmons guy who can play all over the defense. Um, they have a lot of, they, they have a lot of um, Stanford Samuels, a lot of guys who are highly ready coming out, but just haven't done anything in college. Um, but they have Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I, I don't think that um, it's a ass kicking that we've seen the last couple of years. Um, I, I do think it is more competitive, but I, I, I hate Dabo Swinney with a passion. Um, I, I, I think he is, he is up there with Urban Meyer in terms of um, those skeletons are going to fall out of his closet and it's going to be really ugly. And I, I'm, I'm waiting for that day to happen. But I just don't think that um, FSU has it up front to be consistently scoring against um, Clemson this year. Um, I, I, I do think that their run is coming to an end. Austin, tell me what how much more time you have left with us because everybody, if you're listening to the podcast, we do have Austin on here for only for a limited time, but we had to get them in here for the record prediction at least. How much time do you have, Austin? Uh, uh, negative text, two so minutes. Can, no, I got a text. I can do 20 more. Oh, boom. Look at that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm I about to put- say, reach, reach, your te- reach your text messages. I got your back, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's funny? a lot of money on the line with the coworkers. And uh, they, they, they were going to be very mad at me if I didn't show up. <laughs> Everybody, it's just an excuse. McDonald's does their ass to 10 p.m. for them to work. So uh, Austin gets another 20 minutes. No, just, so just, his, manager, his manager at McDonald's is awesome. So shout out to Austin's McDonald's manager. Just, Appreciate him. For- just beat my instant later. Only thing Austin's shooting tonight is some rappers into the trash. Wow. <laughs> and not condom rappers. All right, let's move on to the next game. So the next game is going to be Florida State. Oh, sh- wait, I didn't even get my prediction. Uh, Florida State I, didn't, I didn't predict either. Well, does it really matter for you? Uh, Florida State is going to lose against Clemson. I hate to say it. It is what it is. Do I think Florida State is going to be more competitive in this game? Yes, I do think so. I don't think it's going to be over um, after the first quarter. I do think this is going to go into the third quarter. I hate that's how it is nowadays. That's how we have to analyze everything and whatnot. But this is where we're at. It's a building season. Florida State also didn't get a spring. I could give you all the excuses, whatever. We've all heard them. Florida State is going to have a tough time against Dabo Sweeney and company. Um, I do think Dabo Sweeney, I'll agree with Nate. I do think Dabo has some interesting aspects about him. Uh, but whenever Nate and Dabo Sweeney and all the 15 other coaches that he hates, whenever they get into the ring, uh, <laughs> Nate will take care of Dabo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Florida State loses against Clemson and Tallahassee. Yeah, building off what Nate said earlier, I'm going to go Clemson 45, FSU 20. Jesus. Can we get like a rundown of the game? Like, I'm going more like, like, I think FSU's defense is going to give them, give them problems. You know, they they have a lot. A lot.
losing hit, they're going to put up a, a lot of points. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking 50, 50 plus. I think it's going to be, you know, a 35-17 with a, a late score for FSU to kind of make it a little bit closer. Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. I was saying the opposite. I was saying in 35-20, 38-20 in the fourth quarter, and then Clemson gets some kind of garbage time bullshit. Mm-hmm. Get into the 40s. Heading into next week's game, this is on November 28th. Virginia comes to Tallahassee. The uh, the Cavaliers went nine and five last season. Obviously, Florida State lost to the Cavaliers up there in Virginia. Um, they went six and three in the ACC. Bronco Mendenhall is going to be the new Jesus Christ in the ACC. He's going to just make everything greater. He was just the big. I think it's all because of his name, honestly, Bronco. I think that's played hype last season. Um, but they lose a lot, a lot of good talent on that team. Let's give some uh, game predictions for this one. Nine and five last season, six and three in the ACC. They come into town in Tallahassee. Does Florida State get revenge? Virginia led the conference in time of possession last year. Uh, they lose Perkins, who was a 65% passer. He did a really good job of keeping that offense on the field. Um, you know, that's why they beat Florida State last year. He converted all those third downs. Um, but they're mm-hmm. replacing him with, with that transfer from Mississippi State Thompson, who was a 48% passer. Um, that's, that's a significant difference. Mm-hmm. Perkins was also their leading rusher, and they lose their top two wide receivers. Um, they, they do have eight guys back on, de- on defense. Um, their, 12, their, their top 12 tacklers are back, um, but they were 0-5 on the road last year. Um, uh, I, I think FSU wins by by two scores. Being at the Virginia game was painful last year. I, I remember being there thinking, like, every time I thought we had a chance, either Blackman would overthrow it by 15 yards, we would make some stupid mistake or something else. I, just, I hope we win for my sanity. And I think we will, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think Virginia lost too much. Yep. Yeah, like you guys said, I don't think it matters if Virginia trots out Thompson or Brennan Armstrong at quarterback. They're just not going to be able to have the offensive firepower they had a season ago to be able to limit Florida State. And this one's probably going to be a little bit more low scoring because like Nate, like Nate mentioned, they have a lot of production on defense coming back. But I do think Florida State still finds a way to pull it out in the end. I'll go, I'll go 24, 13, something like that. Dustin's over here just giving record or uh, score predictions tonight. 24-13 Florida State. Sorry. Just giving us good content to use once the season is over. I appreciate it, Dustin. Can't wait to bring these clubs back. Make bring it, it back on. when I go like 0-11 on my predictions. <laughs> uh, I got Florida State winning this game. I think the loss of the guys that they had last season is a key factor. But I'll be honest, man. At some point, you got to say, what kind of coaching did Florida State have last season? Um, mm-hmm. A whole lot of miscues on a lot of things. I also think Blackman was not in this right, right mindset during that game. Uh, he had a lot of bad throws. Uh, he, he just wasn't there mentally. I don't know what happened to him that week during practice, but he just didn't seem like himself. So um, I'm going to give Florida State the win here. I think they have a solid win. Definitely in Doe Campbell Stadium, they'll take care of business, um, and they're going to win. Uh, their game before they have their last one against Duke. And last matchup of the season, this is the grand finale. No Gators, no rivalry or anything. This is going to be against the good old Duke. 
at Duke to finish off the 2020 regular season. We'll see what postseason has to, to tell with the NCAA and all that. But Florida State is going to face uh, Duke. Uh, Dust, before I mean, we get Austin, into this, yeah, yeah, before yeah. We get into this, I, I just want to ask Nate, what are your thoughts on David Cutcliffe? <laughs> um, I, I think he's a, a really good coach, man. You know, for him to do what he's done at, at Duke, I think is really. Um, You'd say something else. Come on, man. It, it, it's <laughs> it, 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 it's really positive. Um, at the at the same time, um, I, I thought he was an asshole in 2018 or 13 uh, when when FSU beat Duke in the conference title game. You know, he just seemed like a bitter little kid. Um, I don't have anything really positive or negative to say about him. I think he's a really good coach. Um, you know, Duke should hold on to him as long as they can because it's not going to get much better for them. Shout out to Duke for – Yeah, for real. Shout out to Duke for also beating Miami in 2019. Yep, yep. I mean, that's, that's a W. You know, I got, I got FSU going 8-3, so – Yeah, as our wonderful mod Ed just pointed out, Duke's never beaten FSU in football. It's not changing this year, I don't think. I think FSU handles this pretty easily. Um, Overall, I had I flip flop between us going six and five and seven and four, but I ultimately settled settled on seven and four. Um, Plus, with this game, I know so many Duke fans up here, and I can't wait to talk trash. So please win, (laughs) Florida State. Dustin, what do you got? I'm not gonna say thinking, uh, thinking, thinking. thinking. <laughs> I mean, Florida, Florida State is Florida State's gonna win. <laughs> Florida State's gonna win. I'm just trying to think of a score over here. Oh, are you? So right now, Nate has eight and three. Austin has seven and four. That would make me eight and three as well. Dustin is going eight and three. I'm going to go Florida State wins this game. Obviously, I don't think it will be too much to handle up there in Nerdville and basketball Gibberland. I mean, I don't really care. I don't really get intimidated by Duke anymore. And Florida State and Leonard Hamilton are just shitting on people in the ACC. So uh, now I don't really know why Duke's there, to be honest. I guess to try to cure cancer or something. So. Uh yeah, what? Um, what they're nerds, aren't they? Isn't that what they're supposed to do? If you're going to Duke, you either got to cure cancer, you got to make a flying car, um, or do something smart. You know, what would you do, Dustin? If you, I mean, if you got to Duke, what would you do? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even get admitted. <laughs> would you? Let's not even. No. <laughs> Be the last application on the list. Everyone else died. They'd be like, "All right, call them." But, <laughs> even then, like, even then, I don't know if they would. Yeah, they're like, are you sure that this guy's dead? Before we call him, are you sure? <laughs> All right, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've got all three of us: Dustin, Nate, me. Go eight and three. Austin's going seven and four. Does everybody feel? Like that's a solid season for Florida State and Mike Norvell for their first uh, year. I think eight and threes to me is is beautiful for FSU. Absolutely, with three years, seven and four, I'd be doing front flips. 
Yeah. With all the wrenches thrown into everything over the off season with COVID and spring practice being mm-hmm. shortened and everything they're still dealing with now, I think seven and four, eight and three are perfect, perfect outcomes for what you've had to deal with. What happens uh, if uh, six and five happens? I think you could with it. Yeah, even then, it's an improvement. As long as we show uh, like improvement on the field, maybe not in terms of record, but in terms of not making stupid mistakes, I think you live with it. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think, you know, how, how you come about that record. You know, if you fumble and stumble along, you know, I think there's some concern there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm really big on Norvell and his staff. I think that, you know, they do a, a hell of a job in terms of, of scheming and, and, and planning for their offense. Um, if, if you look at Norvell's history, he's been uber successful in any kind of situation he's been in, whether, you know, he's forced to be a running team or a passing team. He's dealt with offensive line issues before. Um, you know, he really hasn't had this level of talent that he's had. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you look at you look at Florida State and know while they may not be as Florida State as Florida State typically is, they're still one of the top ten most talented teams in, in college football. Um, you know, and you know, when you look at what they've done in the off season, and, and you know, I, I I don't think that's a soft factor. I think buy in and being committed to what the coaches are doing is, is a major major thing when when buy into the the strength program. And when they buy into what these coaches are doing, I just think that that shows some positive direction. Um, you know, anywhere from seven and four to eight and three, um, I, I think would be a hell of a job by this uh, by this team. I want to I, I want to the two big games on Clemson and, and Notre Dame. Um, I just wanted to see them be competitive. That mm-hmm. you know, that's why I, I don't want to see them lay down and get just smoked like they had the last few years. I don't think right. you see that this year. Yeah, I agree. 8-3 is excellent. That is huge momentum, not only internally as a team, uh, believing in your coaching because it's showing out on the field and you're getting wins, but recruiting is a huge momentum. Um, and, and it just creates beautiful mo- motivation and encouragement during the offseason, too. 7-4 and four is fine by me. Um, I think that's the lowest you can go before people start getting really ticked off. If you go six and five, I'll be honest. Um, I understand seven and four is nice, but six and five, uh, it's just not really going to cut it here. Um, And it really also depends if you're able to compete against Miami too, because that goes for boosters big time. And you've got to be able to compete and hopeful. If if, if Norvell beats Miami, um, you're already looking at uh, boosters buying in. Um, so different stop, things like that. Not if, when, when. Yeah, that's right. Just like Nate said, it's not even going to be a game after like the half of the first quarter. So um, I think if that happens, it's good. And this defense looks solid. James Blackman is your starter. There's no surprise there. I am worried about heading into the season. You don't have a lot of depth right now at quarterback. There's been speculation about Jordan Travis and also Trevor Purdy we know is going to be out in for a good amount of weeks. So, you know, you're looking at James Blackman show and your backup is, is right now, unless we get any kind of word from the coaching staff, from interviews or nuggets or anything right now, Tate Roadmaker as a true freshman is your backup. So that's something that's concerning to me. 
Uh, we talked about LaDamian mm-hmm. Webb earlier in the episode, which gives me a little bit more hopeful hope for that running back unit because I think there's a lot of young guys back there. I think there's talent, but there's they still need experience. But having LaDamian Webb there to uh, take some PT from Corbin is going to help. Um, but I think this is going to be a team that you see more discipline, and this is going to ch- make a bigger change. This is going to make a big change from what we saw from the last staff to this one. It's going to change a lot of things. Um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of pointing and blaming other players. I think that's going to be handled in-house and things are going to be a little bit more communicative and you're going to see leaders show up that we might have not have seen uh, that we were, were kind of shocked about. Um, but the weight gains have happened. The guys look like they're in shape from what we've seen the Coach Storms do. They look great and I'm really excited about seeing them get out there and actually obliterate somebody. I'm ready to see Emmett Rice. I'm ready to see Travis J. Um, I'm ready to see... If Brian Robinson's good to go, I want to see some young cats on offense. I want to see LaDamian Webb. Uh, can Corbin be that RB1? Um, there's just so many fun things to look at. Who is Miko Dotson going to grab five picks before the season's over? Like what, what, there's so many cool things to look at because there's transfers coming in. Is There's just so much stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be an entertaining season. Yeah. There's, there's just a lot of new cats that came not only from recruits, but also being transfers that are going to play a very good, significant time this season and that we never been able to see play before. And it's going to be interesting with a whole new coaching staff, too. This is going to be a very entertaining season to watch. And you just got to hope as an FSU fan that wins are at the end of it. So I think if, unless anybody else has anything else to say, um, that is going to do it for our record predictions nate has eight and three i have eight and three dustin has eight and three and austin has seven and four all right so that's going to do it for the ending of this episode the guys gave their record prediction we ran through all the hot topics of this week you got your starting quarterback james blackman next week we give our full complete rundown of florida state versus georgia tech here the spear is back we're fully on how many are we about to go on 12, 13, 14 weeks straight of an episode once a week, Dustin? It's going to be lit. I'm excited. Uh, football season is back. It's happening, Dustin. It's happening. Yeah, I honestly, I, can, I still can't really believe it. But yeah, in a couple of days, college football is happening. Back. I've been the one that was believing that it was going to happen no matter what from the beginning. And you've been, you've been like completely positive. Austin's been completely negative, and I feel like I've kind of been in the middle. Yeah, you've been 50 50 through it all. Um, so my time is here. I'm excited. I'm ready to see some pads hitting. I'm ready to see some kids obliterating each other. I want to hear some cussing. <laughs> I want to see people tailgating. I want to see college students throwing up on the side of the road in Tallahassee. Okay. Football season is here, baby. Going the wrong way. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, about, like, I'm, I want to see some touchdowns. Like, <laughs> okay, I want to see some touchdowns. Okay, that's a little. I mean, come on, duh. Go. But uh, football season is here. I'm excited. Um, we will get back to our regular uh, episode a week. Uh, I think we're going to be trying to record on Tuesday nights um, inside the Discord. You can listen live. Like I said, the mega cast is happening on. September 8th at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Big names, Jeff Cameron, um, 
Tim Lenefeld from Seminoles.com, formerly Seminoles.com. Uh, just so many names. I already told you about it at the beginning of the podcast, but it is going to be absolutely insane. This mega cast is going to be awesome. Getting you guys ready for the 2020 football season. Football's here. I'm, I'm going to keep on running into the ground, but uh, I'm excited, <laughs> Dustin. You ready? You ready for some football? You ready to preview Florida State versus Virginia or Virginia Tech? <laughs> Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. ready in my brain yet, but <laughs> I'm absolutely stoked for. Uh, to actually preview a real game, Dustin. We finally made it, my man. 11 more days. 11 more days. You guys enjoy the rest of y'all's week. To, well, yeah, 10 if you're listening to this. I don't know what Dustin is saying as usual, so this is where we go ahead and end the podcast. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy the rest of y'all's week. Football is here. See you guys. <laughs>